0: Hi there, thanks for tuning in to the g Podcast, a show for car enthusiasts, by car enthusiasts. Well, today being Friday means practice sessions at Catalunya for the Spanish Grand Prix. While you're getting prepared to enjoy some great Formula One action over the next few days, make sure to also go listen to our episode on the preview of the race, as well as a recap of last week's race. Now seeing that we're at the end of the week, it also means we're at ferrari friday. So let's celebrate that in today's episode. Ferrari as a brand really needs no introduction. They're one of the holiest names in the world of motorsport, and just in general really. But we do want to give a proper introduction to the brand new car they released this week. Ferrari has made some legendary cars over the years. From the F40 and the F50, to the more modern Enzo and La Ferrari, these beasts were the top tier cars of their time, having mid engine layouts for maximum performance. Although these are proper beasts, Ferrari got its start and has its roots in a different style of car. Front engined, rear-wheel-drive grand touring racers. See, when Ferrari started building their own cars, they were building cars to race at the track and then producing similar versions to sell for normal road use to help finance the racing. Thus, these road cars have most of the performance of the track cars, and the track cars had some of the practicality of the street cars. That's how Ferrari ended up building a long line of front-engined V12-powered racing beasts that could also double as road cars. The most legendary of these front engine V12 Ferraris was the 250 GTO. Arguably one of the most famous and most sought-after car models in the world, the 250 GTO dominated on the track back in the 60s and then has since dominated the auction block commanding prices well over $40 million. Since the 250 GTO, there have been dozens of other front-mounted V12 GTs from the Scuderia. From the late 90s to now, Ferrari has actually done a mid-cycle refresh for these V12 cars, introducing brand new platform in one year, and then a few years later, instead of introducing a brand new additional platform, taking the existing current version and creating a special edition. This new version would get a slightly new name but would get more power and more performance over the so-called standard version. Now the first example of this was the 550 Maranello and the follow-up version, the 575M. Then there was the 599 GTP and the follow-up GTO Limited Edition. For these cars, both used essentially the same engine block as the Enzo. The GTB and the GTO were both very significant for Ferrari. The GTB was the last V12 car to come with a manual transmission from them, and the GTO was a shift in focus to producing limited runs of these V12 refresh versions. They only made a claimed 599 of the GTOs, and they were more hardcore performance oriented versions of the GTB, whereas the 575M had been a road going focus car, but still had some performance and some luxuries. The GTO really went a little bit more towards the performance side and less towards additional luxuries. After this, Ferrari launched a brand new platform the F12 Berlinetta as the successor to the 599 GTB and GTO. The F12 then finished off its production with the special edition F12 TDF. Like the 599 GTO was to the GTB, the F12 TDF was a more hardcore version of the F12 Berlinetta, and it had a limited run of 799 units. The last of the F12 TDFs rolled off the production line around the time the replacement for the F12 was introduced and starting to be produced. That's where we are currently. The current flagship V12 car from Ferrari is the 812 Superfast, and then the more recent version, the convertible option, the 812 GTS, and then this week we got to properly see the new special edition version, or more correctly, both special editions. So a few weeks ago, Ferrari teased us with some pictures of this special edition hardtop of the 812, but now it's officially released, along with a targa top version. Together, they are the 812 Competizione and the 812 Competizione A. Here's the basic breakdown Ferrari took their 812, stripped out some weight, upgraded all the performance parts, and added power. Oh, and noise. So basically, the same recipe they used for the 599 GTO and the F12 TDF. Let's start with the weight. The Competizione shaves bits of weight from the so-called standard 812 superfast from pretty much everywhere they can. For example the back window glass is a little bit thinner than on the standard 812 and even the engine weighs less than the 812s with more titanium used for the internal components. All these changes lead to about 80 pounds worth of weight savings. From there Ferrari changed the overall aerodynamics as well, partly to make the competizione stand out, but mainly to help airflow around the car a lot more efficiently. New intakes at the front and the diffuser design in the rear help improve cooling efficiency as well as downforce efficiently, respectively. Speaking of airflow, the brakes are pulled directly from Ferrari's SF90 hybrid hypercar and these help keep the airflow going through the brake a lot better to cool the brakes down while under heavy use. Okay, now let's dive into the most important part. That glorious 6.5 liter naturally aspirated V12 engine. The fact that Ferrari are still building naturally aspirated V12s is brilliant nothing sounds quite as glorious as a V12 from them. And this V12 in the Competizione is probably the best road legal one they've built yet. Compared to the Superfast, the Competiciones actually make slightly less peak torque, going from 529 pound-feet of torque down to 513 pound-feet. But don't worry, there's a trick up the sleeve. Ferrari bumped up the rev limit by 600 RPM to a screaming 9500 RPM. And this is part of the reason why the power actually bumps up from a ridiculous 789 horsepower in the normal super fast to a ludicrous 819 horsepower. Again, no turbos, no superchargers, no hybrid powertrain and it's road legal. This V12 was already established as a legend in the 812 Superfast, but now it'll go down as one of the greatest creations from the automotive world. And this very well could be the last naturally aspirated V12 from Ferrari without a hybrid system. So it makes sense that it pushes the limits of what we thought was possible. Now back to the two models. The Competizione is the Hardtop Grand Touring Coupe and will start somewhere around $600,000. For an extra $100,000 you can get the Competizione A with the A standing for Aperta, open in Italian. This is the target top version, one with a removable roof panel to open up the roof. 999 Competiziones and 599 Oz will be made. Oh, and if you're listening to this, yeah, they're all sold out. Uh Uh-huh, 1,598 units, all sold out within hours of the release from Ferrari. Now, most of us cannot quite fork out the money for either of these beasts, even if they were still available to buy. But what if we could? How do you settle for something else? Well I've got a few suggestions. First up, there's an aftermarket company called Novatech. For somewhere around $300,000 they'll take a bone stock 812 super fast, put a wider and more aggressive body kit, upgrade the wheels and aero, and throw on an incredible exhaust note plus engine tune. The net is a wilder version of the 812 Superfast, making 840 horsepower, more than the Competizione. Novatec called this beast the Enlargo, and it's absolutely wild. And loud. Both in terms of noise and road presence. And if that's too aggressive, well then there's option two. Just go out, buy a normal 812 Superfast, or get the convertible 812 GTS. Here's the deal. Yeah, the Competiciones are essentially God-tier cars, but the Superfast and the GTS are still very similar. And they will have almost identical V12, which is still an absolutely glorious screamer. To be honest, the only reason I would pick up a competizione over a super fast or GTS, if I was in that position, is just for that factory installed upgrades. You can get pretty close to turning a non competizione into something almost identical with some aftermarket components and tuning. So then, are the competizione and competizione overhyped? I don't think so. I'm actually genuinely thrilled to know they're being produced. But what are your thoughts? Competiciones or a regular super fast? Let us know on Twitter and Instagram at G-Force Podcast.